Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Two Pete in a Podcast. I'm Dr. Simon Strawn, and how are you, Mike? This is Dr. Michael Platten. Okay, thanks, and you? Great. So we're heading towards sinuses now. So interesting. Lots of people will come, and the complaint is, I've got sinus. Our whole family has sinus. Um, and so let's just unpack what we're talking about in terms of sinuses. So sinuses are holes or cavities in the bone of our skull and face. They're there for a number of reasons. One is because we walk upright. If our skull was one solid piece of bone, we would need a very strong neck to keep it upright. So to have spaces filled with air makes the skull lighter. Mm -hmm. So we have sinuses that sit right behind the cheekbones on either side of the nose, called maxillary sinuses. We have sinuses that sit in the forehead, right behind the bone of the forehead, kind of above each eye. We have a set of sinuses that sit alongside the nose, kind of between where the middle, the, the corner of the eye butts the nose, like behind there and along the side and of the and nose. Just, just next to the bridge of the nose. Yes, good, yeah. good way. <laughs> and then we have sinuses right in the back, uh, behind the nose, uh, in the wings inside the skull called the sphenoid sinuses. So we have those sets of sinuses. So they are mm-hmm. there, number one, because, as I said, they make the skull lighter. And number two, they are lined with the same lining that lines the nose. And the important thing about that is that this lining that lines the nose and the sinuses and the ears and down into the lungs is a lining that has inside it cells that produce a lot of mucus. Mm-hmm. The mucus is there as a protector. It is there as a filter and is there to help humidify or warm up the air that we breathe. So when you take a breath in, the air should flow very freely into your nose, through this entire sinus complex, into your ears, so that you keep the pressure inside of all of those equal to the outside pressure, and it helps to clean the air, filter out all of the muck that we breathe in, uh, warm up the air, humidify the air, and then it goes into the lungs. Yeah, like if you take a, a run on a cold winter's morning, you're breathing through your mouth. Yes. You're going to start coughing. Yes. And and on a cold winter's morning, what does your nose do? Just like runs, runs. even though you're completely <laughs> It's trying to accommodate for that yeah. dry, cold air. So that's, re- so that's really what this is about. So if you take the next step, Mike, towards what happens when the nose blocks and what blocks the nose. So we've spoken mm-hmm. about common colds, viruses. We've spoken about allergies, anything that causes this nose to swell up. Yeah. And then it blocks all of those tiny little tubes that connect all of the system to your nose. Mm. Yeah, and as that blockage occurs, the sinuses are still producing all that fluid, or the the lining is still producing all that fluid, and then it starts accumulating. And fluid accumulating by itself can cause increased pressure and pain, but it's the persistence of that fluid in the sinuses that causes the problem. So we all have bacteria in our sinuses. 
Adding a fluid that just constantly is produced and drains and produced and drains. So yes. that's when you blow your nose. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, it's the stasis or the sitting of that fluid that causes a problem. Mm. Just like if you have a pool and you don't circulate the pool, you're going to start getting algae growing. And I have that problem at home. Anyway, <laughs> that's why I had that analogy. So the same thing happens in the sinuses. If it's not flowing, you're going to get an accumulation of bacteria and your body's going to start fighting it. And then you're going to have this massive infection. Yes, and then what starts off as normal liquidy mucus that's supposed to be good and healthy becomes yellow, becomes sticky, becomes infected, becomes gluey, mm. like we spoke, like the glue ear we spoke about. Yeah, uh, and that's when the bugs start to love it, and then then they swim in that stuff and they uh, grow and they cause an infection. It's warm, it's moist, it's got all the nutrients that they need to grow. Yep. So that normally happens, like you said, Simon, with a sinus infection or with allergies or with any irritation, like smoking can cause irritation in sinus that causes it. Well, causes children it to being up. exposed to cigarette smoke oh, yes. rather than children okay. smoking. Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Fine. <laughs> right. You've derailed me. <laughs> okay, so. So when, what, do we, what makes us think that this might be more than just a common cold? More than just an allergy that's caused some blockage. and What makes you think this is, this is possibly an infection in the sinuses? So when we talk about infection, we talk about the five things, the five markers of inflammation. So that's redness, pain, swelling, temperature or fever, and loss of function. Those are the five yes. things. So we're looking at fever in the child. Swelling, are the sinuses all congested and unhappy and producing lots of fluid and do they have pain over those sinuses? So normally with a maxillary sinusitis, which is the sinuses in just behind your cheekbones, if you press, put pressure just underneath your eyes on the, the, the bump that is your cheekbones, mm. you should elicit some pain. So it's always a bit sore depending on yes. how hard you push. So if you just kind of tap it very gently and you get severe pain, because it is it's that swelling, that pressure within the sinuses that's going to cause the pain. And the swelling is important because with those sinuses along the bridge of the nose, those ethmoid sinuses they're called, you can sometimes see the swelling of the skin mm. there. And sometimes you can actually even see it swell to the eye. Hey, the yeah. eyelids get swollen. Mm. So I shared a child about three years ago that had a maxillary sinusitis. And it got so bad that it actually drained out through the tooth. Yes. So it will find a way to get out. Okay. Yep. Anyway. We digress again. Uh, so we were at fever and swelling, uh, pain, mm. just because there's an infection and inflammation is causing irritation. Uh, so the other thing about is yeah. is that uh, you remember with the swelling, we were still about swelling of the lining. So you're also going to have the nose is going to be infected too. So you're going to have lots of mucus. Mm. So you're going to have a lots of mucus draining from the front of the nose and down the back of the throat. Yeah. Um, I might have jumped to loss of function if you were, that was your No, that's fine. You can, you can talk. Because, it. because it's obviously going to make your nose blocked. Your nose is not going to work the way it's supposed to. But mm. the hallmark of this is persistent yellowy green discharge from the front of the nose and, and, running, down the and running down the back of the nose. And that's mm. part of, because whenever you get swelling of any kind of lining, the swelling is caused by fluid collecting. The fluid's going to become infected and yellow and sticky and horrible. Yeah. And that's what it is. So then your nose is not going to work properly. You're not going to breathe properly. And remember with young children, they may not be able to come to you and say, I've got I'm pain sore. here. Yeah. Or even that I've got a headache. They're just going to be, ugh. They're going to be banging their head slowly. You know, it's like that head, you know, it's like that thick head cold that you get. With, and you add to that 
pain you can add to that fever although with sinusitis you don't necessarily need to have lots of fever mm. yeah because it's it's contained and yeah it's yeah it, it actually just stays there yeah, yeah. so it's like a sea, almost like a, sea, a potentially sealed off area lots of stuff happening in the sinus but it's not really communicating anywhere so your, your immune system can't really get there and cause this massive immune response with mm. systemic illness like fevers and rivals and all this. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one was redness, but we know that. So you can get some like redness on the cheeks. No, you need that. You don't. I'm talking rubbish. But you see redness in the nose. Yes. If you look in yes, the nose. Sorry, at the outside. Yes, yes, yes. So look in the nose with the light, you will see the that the lining of the nose is now much redder. You'll mm. see it's swollen. So the the gaps that you should see through your nose where you breathe properly, where you breathe through, are now yeah. almost completely closed. Mm. And if you look underneath what are called the turbulence, those little things on the side, inside, inside the nose, you'll see this thick, the sticky mucus stuff. there. And that's what will be coming out and what will be flowing down the back mm. as a very bad person has a trip. Yeah. So then treatment of sinusitis. We actually need to treat the cause. Yes. Because if we don't take the thing that is causing the swelling away, it's going to be persistent. So in the case of an infection, like a viral sinus infection, we need to treat symptoms. So if the nose is congestant, we use a decongestant, so something you can spray in the nose that opens up the lining. Or you can use steaming. I think we've spoken about that before in our uh, previous podcasts. And you can also use a steroid nose drop yeah. in more prolonged cases. So I don't think we'd use it in the first two or three days of a, a viral sinus infection. Just mm -hmm. think there's a persistence of that congestion. And that helps to reduce the swelling and open up all those tiny little tubes and reduce the swelling of this, the lining of the sinuses so that your child can breathe better and that stuff can drain. And sinus douches, have you had any yeah, you do. contact with that? Yeah, you get all these things where you pull down the one side of the nose and it runs out the other side. It, it does give relief. Mm -hmm. uh, not everybody can manage it. Yeah. Obviously, older children... Uh, better than younger children, but even older children, it's not such a pleasant thing to do. Mm. But remember, all that is doing is it's like spraying the yard on a windy day, mm -hmm. picking up the leaves on a windy day. It's like spraying everything, sorting it out, and five minutes later you turn around and it's all back again. <laughs> yeah. So if you've got something that's driving the process and you go and douche your nose and get all this fluid out, mm. well, it's going to come back again if you're not actually treating. Yeah. Some, but, it w but look, let me not knock it. It does give relief. Yeah. Momentarily. And it might give an opportunity for some of that pressure in the sinuses to come out. Because that, that gunk that's sitting there and blocking it is gone. Well, that's right. Because remember what we said at the beginning, that the whole system works by having air in it. That's the same pressure. Mm. And, and what you really want to do is to get those tiny little connections between the sinuses and the, na and the nasal passage to open so you can get air in there again. And the moment you can get air in, then you start to equalize pressure. And that mm. sorts out the whole physiology exactly. of how it works again. Yeah. Well, it's very nice. And the same happens in the ear. Exactly. And then you get air in and it equalizes the pressure. Uh, You're talking about antibiotics yes. and sinusitis. Yes, antibiotics and sinusitis. So antibiotics need to be directed towards the bacteria that normally cause infections in the sinus. And the most common causes of bacterial sinusitis, or we do immunize against most of them, so a lot of our sinusitis have disappeared. And that's the pneumococcus and haemophilus. Mm. Any others that you can think of? Well, Moraxella is common, but often mm. doesn't need treatment. Um, and then the issue with uh, chronic sinusitis mm. going on for more than 10 or 14 days is that you can then start getting things like staph. Yeah. So the decision about – I think the point – let's not get too technical. Mm. The, what, the point you're making is that we know what bacteria cause sinusitis. There are yeah. few of them. 
And because of that, we can choose the correct antibiotic mm. without necessarily going to do any fancy tests. tests. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. No blood test is going to help us diagnose a sinusitis. We look at the symptoms. And that goes for a lot of the different, different infections in the body. We go on symptoms. We don't need to do all these hand-angled tests. Yeah, but just like unnecessarily. We, did, when we were speaking about ear infections, and now we're talking about sinus infections, we know that in certain children, those who have allergies, those who are younger, those who have other medical conditions, those mm-hmm. who are at crash, um, those who have unfortunate little abnormalities that they might have been born with that affects their, their face, they are at higher risk for these infections. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they would have been treated more often, and they therefore are more likely to have more resistant bacteria. Yeah. So it becomes the point that if we're going to treat it, we take all of those factors into consideration, knowing what the likely bugs are, and then choose the right antibiotic at the right dose for the right child, for the right length of time. Yes. <laughs> so it's like literally in these chronic sinusitis, you sometimes need 10 to 14 days of high-dose antibiotic. Mm. Whereas in the in the more acute uh, bacterial sinusitis, you may need five days and it will work mm. as long as it's at the right dose. Yeah. So once that's really what it's about. Yeah, once again, it comes down to that the sinus becomes an abscess. Yes. And it takes time to get that infection yeah. clear. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think warning signs, let's just chat okay. about that quickly. It's, it's going on a bit long, but I think this has been important. Um, and I think the important thing here is that any child with persistent fever, thick, snotty, runny nose, discolored mucus running up the front, down the back. How long is too long? More I, than five days? More than seven days? I, I would say more than five or seven days because we know that the acute phase of the upper respiratory, by acute phase, I mean the upper, the nasal part of a viral infection lasts four or five days. So if it's going and then on, it starts getting thick and green. <laughs> if, if it's going on for more than seven to ten days, yeah. if the child is miserable, feverish, uh, if there's pain. A pain, if there's I mean, smelly nose, oh, their yes. nose start to stink because mm. of the thick, sticky mucus there. Um, and the last point that I was going to make was swelling. Yes. If you start to notice any kind of swelling on the sides of the nose, any swelling of the eyelid in association, remember it's the whole picture we talk about, in association with the other stuff we're mentioning, mm. have mm. your child seen. Yeah. Because then they will need antibiotics. Mm. Absolutely. All right. I think that's it. It's a bit long. But anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. And if your children have allowed you to, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.careforkids.co.za and that's the numeral four and subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook. At two Pete in a podcast. At two Pete in a podcast. T-W-O, not the numerical two. This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.